0: Welcome to another special interview episode of Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast with, with and Bora. And today we have a fellow podcaster as a guest. He's a broadcaster and a journalist and he's the host of Morally and Podcast. Welcome to Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast, Mark.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I've always uh, wanted to represent Sri Lanka at cricket. And, you know, this is maybe the closest I'll get being on the Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast. <laughs>
2: Glad to have you with us, Mark. Big fan of the Mureli N podcast. Would you be able to tell our listeners out there how the podcast came about and where did it all start for these shows to kick off?
1: Yeah, so um, basically, as you know, there was a bit of a void in decent uh, T20 franchise cricket that thankfully was fulfilled by Sri Lanka cricket last year when they started the Lanka Premier League. Uh, which attracted all the best players from around the world, um, who dead didn't turn up because they were worried about getting paid. But that's a different story. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but me and some of my friends were talking about um, franchise cricket. And the, these aren't people who have any Sri Lankan You know, m- obviously my family's from Sri Lanka, which is why I support. One of the reasons why I support Sri Lanka. Um, but they, I was just talking to them. I was like, look, guys, this is they're starting this new uh, T20 tournament. How about we just do a podcast and talk about it? Because I was like, I think there's some exciting players coming through. I think this is a really interesting time for Sri Lankan cricket at that moment because, um, you, you know, just after after the um, the restart, I think you know some interesting things might happen, and and also we kind of we're all going to watch it. We're broadcasters we'll anyway, so you know we work in that area. Let's just do something about it and see what happens. So that's what we did, and then after the. Um, Lanka Premier League finished. We ended up getting caught up in the India Australia series, which you know, for my money, I think was one of the best test series of all time. Um, yeah. I know you guys are in Australia, right? So you, you know, you, you were closer to the action. Um, yes. and then it's just kind of rolled on from there. Then England uh were in Sri Lanka, then England were in India, and then crickets kind of you know, it's non-stop, isn't it? There's always something to talk mm. about, and now uh Obviously, we've just had the the T or the T Twenty World Cups coming to conclusion soon, right?
0: Pretty similar to uh, our story, Borah. I mean, you know, we we normally catch up to have a chat about cricket, and that's how we started this podcast. You know, we haven't stopped since. So Mark lives in England, and uh, he's the perfect person to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Cricket had its fair share of scandals over its history and racism in cricket. Is the latest topic in town. What's going on with Yorkshire Cricket Club, Mark?
1: Uh, Well, oh gosh, where do I start? So they're basically embroiled in a massive racism scandal. Um, This has been kind of rumbling on for three years now. Uh, This week, it all kind of came to the bubbled over, as it were, thanks to the good kind of journalistic work of, of people at ESPN Cricket Info, George DeBell. Um, where it was revealed that one of the players was casually using the P-word to um, an off-spinner called Azim Rafiq. Um, And Azim has been complaining for, you know, he's launched an official complaint three years ago. Nothing really happened for about two years. Then a year ago, they launched an investigation. The investigation, which was an independent investigation, was basically covered up by Yorkshire. Uh, No one saw the report till, well, even, you know, I think till... Till about a week ago now when ESPN were able to kind of leak out some of the stuff that was in it. Um, the, the player that was accused of using the P word is Gary Balance, who mm. uh, fans of Test cricket will will remember playing for England a few years ago. Then there was another pl- former player who was accused of, ter- you know, of saying terrible things. It was... It, it was re- later revealed it was Michael Vaughan is that player as in the former Test England Test captain, former Yorkshire captain, you know now well known pundit, works for Test Match Special on the BBC. I think he's he's at, at, at the moment it's as far as I know he's still meant to be part of the Ashes coverage uh, for Fox when that starts in a, in a in a few weeks time. Um, in, in because because of the way that yours have dealt with this the chairmans had to resign a few basically the rest of the boards had to resign uh, the ECB have had to parachute in um lord Patel to run to run the, the county and um also the ecB have taken Headingley's ability to host international cricket away from them so they can prove they've got their house in order so it's been considering that county cricket doesn't often make headlines, um, in in England Let alone anywhere else It's been quite a week For Yorkshire Cricket Club um, But If you've been following Domestic cricket in England Or just cricket in England For a few years now You've known that this has Kind of been bubbling under And people mm. Have known that, that People have been wanting This kind of day of reckoning To come along Because a lot of people Knew this was happening
2: Yeah Mark, exactly I think um, you, you hear it in and out of passages where uh, he's coming out saying this is happening and in the media here, Yorkshire is doing an investigation but we're not hearing anything or I think still there's no 100% clarity of a proper report being set out. Uh, it's to know the versions of what's been happening but you could feel that it's it was bottling up and we've set into a World Cup stage and We've seen the players talk about you know um, the anti-racism that we promote or want the players to follow through, and now it appears to be things have just opened up. So, um, would that be fair to say the World Cup had that stage for it to come out through? If not, it would have been dragged longer. You reckon, or it it was about time that this came out now?
1: Um, I think the the real so. Do you remember when that India England test was cancelled on the on the morning of the test? Yeah, right, yeah. When, when they were at Old Trafford, that was the day that uh, Yorkshire uh, on the, they they chose. Uh, I'm sure it's just by coincidence and not because there was another massive cricket story going on that day to to put out their some of their findings <laughs> to try and get it kind of buried down the the, the news yeah. agenda. Mm. I, um, I think that uh, the, the, the it, it's it's difficult. Um for, because because England has such a big reputation as a cricket player nation, it's it's over the course of my lifetime, uh, the profile of cricket in England has, has diminished. It's not as big as it was. When you speak to people, I, I was born in the mid 80s, right? When you speak to people who were adults, who, who were watching cricket in the 80s, they talk about the great 80s England team as being as famous and as well known as... Um, any of the footballers or any musicians of the day, right? Ian Botham was, you know, everybody knew who Ian Botham was because of his exploits on the cricket field. I mean, the, obviously, you know, the, there's a there's obviously a comparison between Ian Botham and Ben Stokes in terms of what they've achieved in their career. Ben Stokes could walk into most bars or restaurants or clubs in in England, and not many people would know who he was. And you know, this is a man who's won World Cups with them, who saved um, Ashes tests for them. Um, the the profile of cricket in general has has fallen down the pecking order. Um, what one of the major reasons for this, I think, is because cricket has em- failed to embrace the growing diversity in in the UK. Um, they the, in, the, in 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 England there was a huge amount of uh, people from the black community who were playing cricket. Um, now that just doesn't happen so much. Um, they you know w- with this report we're discovering that actually if you if you're from uh, an Asian background. So if you're Pakistani, Bangladeshi, or Indian or Sri Lankan, then you're not, it's, 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 you have to be exceptional to make it into the county setup at Yorkshire. And, you know, I've, I've heard that that it's the same for a lot of other counties as well, that they're not really uh, doing their best to, to help young British Asian talent come through. And I, th- I think the, the sad reality of the situation is, is that if, England can bring over India, Australia, Pakistan on a regular basis and sell out the the international stadiums. And if people are still there to buy TV rights, which they will be because TV channels still need to to have something on them, there is no real... Until until this report came out, there's been no real appetite to change the way cricket is run in the UK. It's almost like there's an acceptance that cricket is struggling. And I know, obviously, they've started things like The 100 and stuff like that. but there's just been an acceptance that English cricket is, is very far behind where a, where it was and B football. And that's, that's that it's, it's a, it's, you know, there's not much. It's like the, the established people who run the sport still want to continue running the sport. And the idea of letting more people in or or widening the net, I think kind of shocks a lot of people with regard to whether it came out during the world cup, I'll be perfectly honest here. Um, That the the way the sports news cycle works, having a World Cup right during while the football uh, season, while the Premier League's being played, means the World Cup doesn't get very much coverage in the sports media at all. Um, And and on top of all that, of all of the three formats, the the T Twenty is is the one they they least kind of care about, even though arguably it's it's the format at the moment England the best at. So. it i like because i, I know for example in sri lanka you know haven't when the world cups on it's it's the only thing people are thinking about or talking about it's sadly uh for us it's not the case um in england i mean probably there was more kind of hype around the india pakistan game because obviously there's very large indian and pakistani communities in in england than there was about any of the england games so far i mean that might change when they get to the fi- if the, if they get to the final
2: yeah okay I've been following the developments of the Yorkshire, this um, controversy, if you want to put it that way. For me, I just have a feeling this is just uh, the kickoff of a tidal wave that's going to be raised across. And I think the two countries that will be on top of it would be England and Australia as well, um, because of the diverse backgrounds across uh, the nations. South Africa will come through as well. We've seen in the media that's it. Is that the feeling around that, that uh, there are more to be rolled out in the future? Yorkshire is going to trickle out further down?
1: or, uh, Yeah, I think um, definitely I, I'm expecting the next few days and weeks that other counties might get caught up into it. Um, yeah. I, I suspect if, if an enough other counties get caught up into it, and I wonder if one of the reasons why the ECB acted so swiftly this week was because the ECB potentially are worried that they might get embroiled into it um, mm. and that there might be a, a a bigger issue over here. Obviously, earlier on in, the, in a few months ago when New Zealand were here, we had all those tweets from Ollie Robinson, you know, the New yeah. England fast bowler come out and that didn't look too great. And there was a whole debate about what, you know, how he should be punished. I think the 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 thing that's most shocking at the moment for a lot of people, I think, is the Michael Vaughan allegations, right? Because yeah. um, he he was you know he was the first Ashes winning captain I can remember for England. Um, yeah. He's got a large profile in the media still. Um, you know he writes some of the national papers. He's he's one of the the key figures in in uh, the BBC's cricket coverage um, and the. I, th- I, I thought the article he wrote was to be, if, if like was pretty ill-timed actually, and yeah. ill was, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't well-written. Um, and if I was him, I would have advised him to, if he's going to do that to basically get interviewed for it, but that's a different uh, conversation. And um, I, I think it, it's strange. because just when I was talking to you, I was talking to, to someone else about this. And I was like, if you're a non-white person, you understand that racism isn't just somebody calling you this word or that word or being, you understand that it's, it's more complex than that. And it's about the microaggressions and the way you speak to people and the tone you have and the expectations you have for people. And I, I think it's quite clear when you look at some of Michael Vaughan's tweets in the past, that this man is a man who doesn't believe that all people are equal or doesn't, or if he does, he doesn't treat, people like that right some of the you know he, he wrote some one of the tweets is about being in London and people not speaking English and it's like well effectively I what I can yeah what I can get from that is even though I'm born and raised here um and have a British passport and I've never had another passport anywhere else and never lived for any amount of time anywhere else does Michael Vaughan consider me English like there's there's mm. the captain of the English cricket team if if you know, uh, I'm, I'm nowhere near good enough to, to get anywhere near it. But if I was in an, in an England team with Michael Vaughan, would he treat me equally? I mean, I look at that tweet and think, I don't think he would. What if, you know, what if if if, if I was at uh, the cricket with my dad and he heard my dad's accent because my dad's, you know, my dad's from Colombo. He's still, even though he's lived here for, for all his life, for, for, you know, for over 30 years, he still sounds like he's from Colombo if he heard my dad talking to me would he what would he think about my dad would he think my dad wasn't english like does he think we're inferior there's just a in the english press when 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 the the subcontinental teams are over the way they talk about some of the players is i i find it's unbelievable like some of the trope pakistani players are lazy sri lankan uh, players are aren't, aren't good fielders um the when 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 I was growing up, we all loved listening to Tony Gregg talk about plucky Sri Lankans, right? And at the time, he was probably right in in the in the mid to late nineties when Sri Lanka was first emerging as a giant cricketing powerhouse. It was special, I think, to see. It was something novel to see Aravinda de Silva knock a century, or Murli, you know, Murli take a uh, five against Australia, whatever. But now we've had like almost thirty years of that yeah, mm, yeah. Lanka are our, our giant cricketing nation all right we have our moments when we don't put together teams that are as competitive as previous teams have been but like anyone who follows cricket will know that it's only a matter of time before we have another generation of great you know a, another great Lanka team will rise again it's not you don't it's Lanka haven't had just one team that won the world cup in 96 and not done anything since they had Effectively, the the best white ball team for a lot of the a lot of this century, right? Mm. Um, but if you come and listen to the way a lot of commentators in the English media speak about the Sri Lanka side, or speak about the Pakistan side, or speak about uh, professional cricketers for, from Bangladesh, they 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 talk about them as if they're subpar athletes, as if you know they're not as professional yeah. as 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 English players are. I compare and contrast that to the England team that I've seen during my lifetime, and this England team is quite a distant second place to the, to the Sri Lanka side. It's, you know, maybe on par with kind of Bangladesh's achievements in that mm-hmm. in that time period, and I'd say in, in, uh, looking at it from a more kind of Asian perspective, it, uh, India, Pakistan and Sri Lanka have been much better over that time period and have produced many more kind of world-class Hall of Fame cricketers that, than England have.
0: No, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this makes me wonder because I've been to England a few times to play cricket, but that was as a professional cricketer. And I'm not competing to fit into a side. So it's not the same. My experience there wasn't the same. So because I can't understand what these players have gone through.
1: So what, what... What was your experience like, though? Like, how, how did... Were you playing for a predominantly Lankan club or Asian club or... Um, well, I did play in Sri
0: Lankan leagues as well, but it was mostly.
1: Um, uh, no, no, I mean in England, where, where the because one of the things that I, I think is pretty strange about the way the English league cl- club system works is that some clubs are considered Asian clubs, some clubs are considered English oh, clubs.
0: No, like, no, no, they were they were definitely definitely English clubs. But I did oh, okay. play in some Sri Lankan leagues as well. You know, the, there's a lot of Sunday leagues in uh, in yeah. uh, especially around London. Um yeah. but like I didn't experience it in that way because maybe I'm I'm just a visitor, right? I'm there for a few months and I'll go back. But the closest I can think of is um even in Sri Lanka, when when you are competing for a spot, there's there's a rivalry between players. So is it something like that? Because someone's trying to take your spot in the team and he's from a different background. Is that is that something to do with? Uh, this or
1: um i it's it's hard to say right because each individual will have a different experience if you look at like i've rafiq's career though it's quite tragic because when he's firstly he's an off spinner and we know there's not many there's not many spinners at all in in english cricket hmm. right uh, but when he's coming up through you know as a youngster He's doing all the right things. He's in all the academies. He's in and around the kind of England under nineteen setup and and all that stuff.
0: He did captain, and right?
1: He did. Yeah, yeah. He's he captain, did captain. He's captain uh, Yorkshire at um, I think at T twenty, right? Mm. At, at one point. Yeah. So, but you know, the, the fact they've they've given him the captaincy shows that there's something about him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not a player who's just struggling yes. to be in in the in the in the squad. Obviously, in England there is another issue, as I alluded to with spinners, where there's just some pictures where you're just never going to play a spinner, right? So, I think that kind of you know impacts your career to to a degree. Um, yeah. But if you if you look at the fact that I mean he's he's thir- I think he's 31 now and he's yeah. basically done with cricket. He's done with kind of county cricket. And you're like, in every other country in the world, spinners are coming to their prime at that age of their yeah, career, absolutely. right? That's he should been, be yeah, he think- should be in his prime. He should be like probably in the right smack bang, almost in the middle of it. Yeah. But he's, he's out of the game, as far as I'm you know, from what I've heard, I think he's um, you know, he's, he's suffering a lot in terms of where, where he's been. I mean, he's talked openly about thinking about trying to kill himself and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so you, you can imagine how this, this kid has come through the uh, the academy setup. I mean, you guys will know you have to be really good at cricket to get to that kind of for anyone to ever consider paying you money for it. You have to be amazing at it, right? Which I know, obviously, it's something you guys have done, and I'm in absolute awe of that. But um, so, so to get in and about there, and then to suddenly just fall off the cliff, you don't do that. And he's not had any. I don't believe he's had any major injuries. And then it was at one point when he was they just they just released him, and then they 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 brought him back in a couple of years later. So, and and I think the fact that he's captain and stuff like that shows that as he was coming through, he was a confident child. I don't think there was any. There was any issues with with him, you know, before all of this. I think it's just that gradual erosion. I think it's that a lot of microaggressions. As I say, that in in for a lot of a lot of white English people, they don't understand that racism is a bit more than just calling somebody this word or that word or being or, or saying, "Oh, you you can't possibly play for Yorkshire because you're from Schalke." It's not saying that. It's the little micro things you do. Right. And I think if you look at what some of the stuff that Michael Vaughan does, it's those micro things he does, which isn't direct, but actually in a way have a much bigger impact. I will say if you look, I acknowledge that I live in a society where racist people exist. If you're going to be racist, just come out and be racist to me because then I could just confront it. If you're going behind my back and, and doing other stuff or just slowly, slowly tightening the screw, I think that makes it much worse, worse for you for an environment to be in. Do you know what I mean?
2: Hmm. Exactly. Well, I think so, Mark. I'm just touching. Uh, the word they use lightly is this uh, banter. Um, yeah. It's yeah. exp- like when you look back now playing a lot of cricket, you come here and you, there are moments you think did that what did I hear? Or was that meant as a banter? But I feel something's not right. Um, so, and that's me being an assistant playing in games and he like oh, probably just aggression not meant but you still got that in your back of your head like exactly how you explain that micro term uh, um, that it's something's not right um what what it's sad to see is a guy like um azim uh rafik is the Like you say, he's home, like homegrown. He's come through the junior ranks, captain, and he's in a setup where you think that that's home for him, right? And he feels, nah, I can't this I'm getting into like going down a hole kind of this is not stopping and I can't can't be there. That's what's worrying. Because if it's someone like myself coming out of a setup, like we said, I went there, I didn't know. So you're thinking, oh yeah, or not, but then this is a homegrown junior who's coming through and he's he can't cope with it anymore so I could imagine how how tough he would have been taking it on and something I just want to touch base is I think Vida and I spoke about with the um, with cricket we talk about the teams Adil Rashid had good pa- like passages of cricket he's having his best time of cricket now under Oin Morgan whereas earlier he couldn't perform and I think he's Also, put at a statement and at a stage of his cricket where he said something's not right here. Is that fair, or could could that be another example where the player's not in a space to perform, not doing well? But now he's in a. I mean, admittedly, this uh, the English team is a diverse team that seems to be playing like what we want, like what we want to see that diverse uh, or, or culture going around where everyone's welcome um is that a fair reflection to have that set up between players or
1: well, for, for me i think it, it i suspect he won't say anything till after the t20 world cup now he's got to focus okay. he's got to focus on that um yes. but i think uh, what if Adil Rashid says anything that that's massive he he's he's one of the superstars of the england team at the moment now yeah. he's he's gonna have you know he's he's having a great tournament he's he'll Quite potentially could end up as as one of the top wicket takers. Obviously, we we don't want anyone to take more wickets than hasaranga but that's a different uh, yeah that's conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I do I do I, it's interesting because obviously he's from Yorkshire as well, right? So yeah. I do I, I agree. I think there's there's been moments of his career which have kind of come up and down. I know t- to a degree if you're a bowler that kind of happens, right? Because yeah. you have to constantly keep working on you on your on your balls, but. Um, let, let, like, I, I think it's, if he says any, like, i would be interested. I'm waiting to see if he says anything. The other player I'm interested to see what his experiences are going to be like or if he's going to say anything is Moan Ali, because for, I like, I think he's a, he's a brilliant cricketer. I also, when, when I watch IPL, I, I also think he's probably more valued in Asia than he is in, in England, right? Uh, where, you know, people still debate, on you know, he, he's recently just retired from the test team. And you look at his his test record is superb, but he just doesn't have as many caps as you think he's going to have. He doesn't have his, um, you know, he's just not been as part of the setup as he should have been, I don't think. I mean, you, arguably, England's test team has been managed quite badly the last few years anyway. Um, yeah. But I, I just wonder how, when he reflects on it, and it might not be something he wants to bring out now while he's still playing, it might yeah. be something he wants to talk about when he's retired. I know there's a few other players we've tried to get in touch with um, British Asian players who, who just said they're not ready to talk about it or don't want to talk about it or yeah. have nothing to, to, to say about it. But I think, you know, this is definitely one of those stories that's going to keep, we're going to keep talking about this yeah, for for months, if not years to come, I imagine. And, uh, you know, it's interesting what you, you, you know, you brought up Australia because I wonder what's, you know, what, what could potentially emerge for, from Australia? Because, I've been to Melbourne and I know there's there's a lot of non-white players who play cricket in Melbourne, but not yeah. many of them make it through to you know to, to the Big Bash or beyond, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of question marks. Um, does this case show England cricket has a wider problem with racism? You know, this it's raised a lot of question marks about that. And what do you think will happen next? You know, now that all this has come into
1: spotlight, um, I'm I'm interested to see what the ECB do. I like, I think it's easy for, for people like me to come onto programs like this and talk about all the issues, but I think solving it is much more difficult, right? Yeah. Um, when, uh, oh God, I mean, you don't need to talk. You know, if you Sri Lankans know more than anyone how difficult it is when when there's an issue like this to try and get both sides to feel feel appeased, right? But um, I think they've got to put in kind of some safeguarding in place. I also think that they've got to put in transparency into how kids come through the academy, so they, or, you know, how they get into to county setups and how, how they come through. So I think they've got to somehow put in, right? So if, if you know that your, your son is going for, for trials or he's being watched, you should be able to go and get feedback and they should be like, right, he needs to work on his batting or his, you know, his 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 bowling or do you know what I mean? They need they need to be able to give feedback at every step of that so that you can't just turn around and go, you didn't pick my son because he's he's brand. Do you know what I mean? They need yeah. to be able to to stop that. And there needs to be a system in place that if people do feel that they've been hard done by if they do feel they've been a victim of racism or bullying that they can report it and it's and it's looked into in a very transparent manner
2: do you think aec will be opening up ways for players to have a chat regarding what has happened like if it's your contracted players having opening up an avenue where they can have the discussion without having any repercussions or be open for that would that be something that's going to happen in the next few days
1: or weeks as a result. So, so, so what's happened over here is a lot of our ministers have got involved in this and i've have, have said how deplorable it is there's a number of uh british asian ministers in 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 the government over here yeah. and almost all of them have spoken out about it so i think yeah. the ecb has basically kind of got to be seen to do something um yeah. Uh, the the a lot of the the key people in it, including Azim Rafiq and including the chairman of Yorkshire, are appearing in front of a government select committee to talk about it. Where they'll have parliamentary privilege, so they'll be allowed to say anything they want, and there'll be, there will be they can be no legal repercussions. Um, yeah. That's due to happen, I think, the end of next week. Um, when that happens, I think that's when we'll when people are open about it. I think that's when we'll we'll see a the extent of the problem. And we'll also see what very quickly the ECB will have to react before the yeah. cut uh, before government gets involved and and tries to you, you know tell them what to do basically. So I think that's why I think there'll be very quickly there'll be a rec- like a reckoning for this. Um, but yeah, as I say, I, I fully expect other people, you know, in the next days and weeks to to, to come out and and reveal more stuff. Yeah. I and, think um,
0: it's, um, go ahead,. Bro. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I think it's a tough time for cricket overall, but in England, hindsight, you have one of England's strongest white ball teams led by Owen Morgan, who's got a diverse team, which might help the changes where the ECB is going and have trust in uh, the communities uh, around England with the change that yep, things are in place. Um, that's how I see it, um, g- like with these um, issues coming out from England, in, l- leading into the World Cup, it's almost setting like, I'd like to just a slightly bit off topic, we're going off, it's almost setting up like a Pakistan versus England final in terms of uh, the issues that both countries have been, and both do require a win. Um, to come out of these issues, is that how you you would
1: see it as well, or without? Oh, it's it's. it's I've not thought of. It, I've not thought of it like that. I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because um, obviously, I'm I've I've talked about being a shrunker fan, right? And yeah, uh, I've talked about you know essentially I, I I was a fan because when I started watching cricket, they won the World Cup almost immediately, and I was like, oh well, this is brilliant. I'm gonna stick with these lads. <laughs> stick with that. Uh, <laughs> st- stick with that. <laughs> Uh, little did I know that you know in 2021 there um, in May at least in May of 2021 we, we'd be getting whitewashed by England. But um, I I I think it's almost too far gone now that yeah. there's there's generations upon generations. So there's like three or four generations of British Pakistanis and British Indians and British Sri Lankans who've lived in England, born and raised, who just yeah. support the you know Pakistan, India, or which where, where they come from. And I think yeah. it's going to take a lot, a lot for that to change. Yeah. Um, it is There is no love lost between the, the Sri Lanka fans who, who've been born and raised in England and England. Do, like, okay, I'm going to support England. I more want England to win the Ashes than I do Australia. But like that's about the, the extent of my sympathies with the English cricket team do you know what I mean yeah, um, sure. I think I think there's um, it to, to the relationship that needs to be rebuilt between the British Asian community and the English cricket community it's got to it, it's got a long long way to go I don't know I don't even know how they do it like I don't know what they do to 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 rebuild that I think it's just got to be trust it's got to be the ECB have to kind of write off that maybe they've lost the whole generation of, of Asians again and then try and build for the future to stop that happening.
0: We are coming to the end of this episode because Mark has other commitments to go to. And before you go, Mark, I want to ask, we've seen Kumar Sangakkara being the MCC president and you talked about uh, England cricket trying to resolve this problem. I mean, isn't it something that has to happen from top to bottom rather than going from bottom up? Is this something we'll see in the future?
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think it was a proud day for all Sri Lankans who who live in Britain when Kumar Senengah got made MCC president. Um, Though I was so cynical, I was like, well, they're obviously doing that because they don't want him to... To, to move to, to Colombo or straight or live in Sri Lanka or Australia and they want to keep all this cricket expertise in in, <laughs> in, in, in the Surrey region or Middlesex region. Um, but um, yeah I, I, I wonder like what it what it means but I do the one thing I would say about it is that position is almost ceremonial and that mm. actually it doesn't really have much impact on the day-to-day running of cricket. Yeah. Um, in, in in the UK and the day-to-day culture of it and I think it's it's obviously great to have non-white players um, in in these positions but how much real influence and impact does it have further you know as you go down the, the kind of cricketing ladder in real life situations but you know you, you you're right it is it is a great um, it, it's a start isn't it and mm. it's got to start somewhere.
2: I think to sum it up for the listeners with Yorkshire coming up something to do some research is to see back in time who the international overseas players have been that might speak about what the culture has been in Yorkshire. Um, But exciting topic uh, was it was exciting to have you Mark on the show Um, a topic I know um, it's a hard topic to have a chat because. It is something that is out there. It unsettles a lot of, I mean, everyone when it comes to racism. Um, so we've thoroughly enjoyed listening at ground level what's happening up there. Just a quick game. I'm, I'm not sure. I heard you say you loved uh, the 96 World Cup. We normally try to get in some games. So we're, the game we're going to play today is we're going to go at around each, name in. The world Cup winning squad, whoever cannot name it is out of. Oh, the world. god! Oh, man, this is like
1: <laughs> this is like someone's giving me a test about how Sri Lankan you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 96. Um, uh, yeah. I'll let you start if you want to name a player. Um, all oh, right, I, 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 oh, god, I'm like, where should I start? Like, because I don't, I'm like, I don't want to, um, yeah. well, I'll go, I'll go simple. Uh, Aravinda De Silva, all right three, Back at you, Mark. Oh, sorry, who did who did you say it? I missed that. I said Sanat Surya. Oh, okay. Uh Mahanama. Hashan. Kalu. Uh Murli.
0: Guru Singa. Pramodhya.
1: Oh god. Oh. Oh god. <laughs> oh God! It's I. I grew. I went to school in England. It wasn't on the national curriculum like it was. Uh, do you Do you want to pass? I'm gonna have to pass. Sorry, guys.
2: Chaminadevas. Come on, Push for Push.
1: Well, I didn't realise Chaminadevas was. In, oh, I'd forgotten that Chaminadevas was in the squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Um. Oh, my uh, God. You really showed me up, man. There's two more. There's two more. Uh, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm well out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing yeah. is. I've got it framed on my wall. You can't sit. You should top. have looked back. You should have. Because <laughs> no, of the way. I'll, I'll show you the picture. You guys finish it off and I'll get the picture. Give me a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did we miss, We miss,
2: uh, Yeah.
0: That's
2: it. I think we got everyone. But with that, do you, do we want to,
0: Yeah, wow, that's good. Oh, look at that.
1: <laughs> yeah. You got to keep it in, man. Keep it in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, Mark. I mean, we had a, that was, that was really interesting. I mean, we learned a lot. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you, Mark?
1: Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Machado. I'm I'm, I'm on Instagram. I don't really use it that much. Insta Machado. And, um, i um, obviously the it it on Twitter. The Murley End podcast is called Murley Pod as well, and we we don't just we we try and cover as much cricket around the world because what we we've got loads of us who just jump on and do pods whenever anything happens. Oh. So um, yeah, just give us a follow on that, and we try we try and put funny stuff out. I don't know how much guys would laugh. <laughs>
0: like, you guys should definitely check it out. They, you know, um, we'll add all these, all the links in our show notes as well. Then you can follow uh, Mark and the podcast. Anything else you want to add, Bora, before we wrap up?
2: No, a big thank you to Mark once again. Um, the listeners out there, um, he's yeah listening to the podcast um, that Mark's got on Murli again, lovely banter, different side of to the game. Yeah, keep up the good work, mate. We'll be keen to be keenly following your episodes as we go along.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely try and get you guys on with the uh, Lanka Premier League uh, starts with the with the Sri Lanka cricket podcast Murli and mash up. I'm yeah. just worried now as my performance in that game, whether like the the Sri Lankan white van's gonna turn up and then can't <laughs> <be playing. laughs>
0: hey, um we'll we'll try to get you back again before the ashes uh, if that's possible. Then we should have a quick chat about uh, England's chances uh, in ashes.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Anytime you want. I, what I could also do, is get one of the other guys who, who support England to come on as well. They'll Let's be, do that.
0: That'll they, be awesome.
1: They may be better than me because I don't really... Like, I follow him. I, I know what's going on because obviously I'm here, but um, they get more excited about it. I'm not, I am not. I think England have a pretty decent chance, especially if they've got Stokes back as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's here already. A few of the players yeah. have landed here already, so it's going to be an interesting series. I mean, if you want to send us feedback and uh, if you have any questions send it to sri-lankan podcast at gmail.com and um,
1: we'll see you guys soon
2: thanks guys see ya
1: thanks for having me guys that was brilliant